Welcome to the Science and Paranormal with Dr. Yana and Dr. Elliot, where science meets the unexpected, where we delve deep into the mysteries that straddle the line between scientific inquiry and paranormal. Get ready for a mind-altering journey as we embark on this phenomenal discovery together on United Public Radio Network 107.7 FM. All right. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are back with us again on Science and Paranormal on United Public Radio Network 107.7 FM with myself, Dr. Yana, and fabulous Dr. Elliot, and our amazing, beautiful guest today, Aida Aigic. Thank you. Aida is joining us today from Sarajevo, from Bosnia. She and has... it's 4 a.m. her time, so I cannot, <laughs> I cannot complain about it being late tonight. Like what, 11 o'clock? Yes, exactly. Only 11 o'clock here, so uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she, she wins the cake tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Wish you are going to cook. <laughs> You're going to make that cake. <laughs> I can try. Dr. Elliot is a fantastic chef. I, I do. I, I, I cook almost every day. Yeah. That's incredible. That would have been so difficult to live with you because you cook all that amazing food and then would be so tempting to eat it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So four o'clock in the morning. Thank you so much for joining us today, Aida. Yes, thank you. My pleasure. It's my pleasure, especially with such a topics. And um, I'm very glad that I had a chance to join you to share my stories, experience, knowledge and so on that is wonderful let me tell uh, our listeners and viewers a little bit about you aida has uh, over 20 years exploring paranormal phenomena she has a first-hand experience as both as a researcher and as a subject which is so interesting and we will just delve into that today she possesses a master's degree in business economics and bachelor's in economics, like many of us when we come from so many different backgrounds into the understanding and research of the paranormal. Since then, she expanded her knowledge by completing courses in parapsychology. So her unique blend of academic insight and personal experience makes her a compelling figure in the study of the unseen driving her to understand the mysteries that lie beyond the conventional. Now, Aida, we are going to ask you so many questions because <laughs> what you yeah. do is so very interesting. Yeah, it's, it's my pleasure and I'm here to answer all the questions. I know that uh, you have worked a lot in understanding um, of the role of the curses in the paranormal activity. And we, a lot of the times, we talk about paranormal experiences, we try to uh, justify uh, the happenings, uh, uh, whether just the the regular uh, occurrence uh, caused by the physical events uh, or a true paranormal experience. Uh, But not that often we talk about the role of the curses. 
So what brought you to that, to, in the investigation of this topic? Well, um, actually, at the age of um, 18, when I was 18 years old, I used to live in the United States. And uh, before that, uh, during the war and right after the war, um, at a very young age, I was experiencing some kind of, um, let's say, um, ghost, so-called ghost at that time. And um, I didn't pay much attention to it. It was like, okay, at teenage age, you, you may have some, you know, hormonal changes or you, have, you may have some imagination. So um, first contact when I had, when I was in the United States, and uh, right after I returned from United States, when I uh, had the first case that was like strictly hit me, uh, after that, I started to investigate a little bit and to gain and gain a knowledge about it. Uh, so my first experience was uh, when I was in the United States, and I remember it was in San Jose, California, uh, one complex of the apartments, and it was right... I believe five minutes after the midnight and uh, we were parking a car and for a second I felt like something is calling me and I turned my back around and there was like a two walls and a fence and those two walls was very high like over two meters high and I saw an Indian you know Indian figure dressed like Native any American mm -hmm. yes and I was like at the moment I looked and I turned my head I didn't get scared that much because I thought it's my imagination and when I looked back it was gone but I felt some kind of you know like strange energy at the time and I remember when I shared that moment you know I saw a ghost and it was Indian the first thing that I faced was judgment they called me crazy. They called me nuts. They told me to go to visit psychiatric, you know, and I was like, okay, fine. I didn't pay much attention. And um, later on, when I returned uh, back to Bosnia, like maybe less than a year, I faced with a very strong and powerful um, type of magic, black magic that was brought to me, to my house, from the family that I separate with, um, in accordance to make me um, lose my mind, you know, that uh, to that certain then uh, when I deliver my my son, uh, I was seeing a shadows in the, during the daytime. And, uh, you know, and yet people was judging and accusing me that I still have some, you know, postpartum syndrome, that like, oh, she's young, she gave a birth, oh, she's imagining, oh, that's, you know, hallucination. And still they were trying to send me to, doc to see a doctor, you know. And until all of these experiences and all of this afraid that I went through, um, until I found this. And no, this I'm sure that many of our listeners and viewers are aware of the war and the timeline uh, mm -hmm. of the time that you uh, went through uh, during the war. Could you tell us a little bit of that, that historical period? What, what, what kind of war it was? 
Um, actually, um, it was a war uh, when the ex-Yugoslavia, you know, got separated, and uh, it was for me and through my point of view was a religious war. It was actually um, just to execute the Muslim population. Maybe somebody will, you know, get angry for this, but um, even now through the history and even now after 30 years, we still discuss about these things, that the religion was the main cause of the, you know, war that happens and for the countries to get separated and independent to be ruled by the different you know rulers not one so um that is such an that was such an incredible time incredible in a very negative uh, um implication because that was yeah. one country yugoslavia however yes. it was divided into two and that was essentially the civil war between the two brothers two brothers yeah. nations and yes, politics exactly. is a horrible thing. And what people go through, of course, there's a post-traumatic stress disorder that we talk about, of course. Uh -huh. And uh, a lot of those paranormal uh, experiences that people have during the war and even post-war, they can be attributed to severe stress that was happening at the war. However, uh, in my understanding that yes there can be splitting yes there can be dissociation and depersonalization but if you experience that also when you were a child and uh during uh, the times uh, uh before the war and uh, after the war we can talk that those are authentic experiences and unfortunately a lot of people around us they don't immediately believe our experiences and they are ready to judge Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that yeah. you went through that. Yes, and that's you right. said too um, that Bosnia, you find the culture in Bosnia, they're not really open to the paranormal or paranormal experiences. Is, is oh, they're true? pretty much open, I'm sure, right, Aida? Because well, of all the curses, because of the black magic, people do that quite often, my understanding. Um, well, mm, to tell you the truth, mm, maybe more than 50% of the people still denies it existence. We do not have, and I do not know anyone who uh, call himself a medium spiritualist who is kind of getting in touch with the dead ones. We do not have here. I don't know even the countries around that have such a things. We do have fortune tailors. We do have like, um, healers real ones and fake ones but paranormal even if um last week <laughs> i had one occasions when i was discussing with um, let's say around 10 people who are extremely religious and uh, when i was mentioning specific story you know how they reacted part of them were laughing part of them were saying like it's a fake it's maybe kind of imagination. No, they do not believe in magic. They do not believe in ghosts. They do not believe in any kind of things. And then I realized, okay, these people, they do not believe because they never had a chance to face it, to feel it on their own skin. But those 
who had a contact with it, they, they say, yes, it's right. Yes, we do believe. But only things that we do not believe here in, in the region, let's say Balkan, maybe Eastern countries as well, we do not believe in uh, so-called like uh, dead souls that walk among us, dead souls that you can get in touch with, you know, the, our relatives and family that passed away. We do not believe this. This is 100% sure that most of the Balkan countries and people from there, they would say no, but they believe in magic and they believe in fortune tellers, you know, and most of them, like, they accept the paranormal and they, but as far through my uh, years of experience, I realized only those who face it on their own skin, who had a contact with it, they approve it and they believe it. But the rest of the people, even the most religious one, they will deny it. Existence of paranormal. But 50% is a large percentage. Because uh, magic here, especially after the war, became a business. Hmm. Became a business where people <laughs> find a way of learning money very easily. You know, and it spread around. Now you have like even advertisement of the people who are fortune tellers who perform types of magic and people, desperate people who are looking for some kind of way to get in touch with the ex ones or get in touch with the, you know, like to get a job or these kind of things, visit these kind of people. That's yeah, really interesting because um, that's what happened with the spiritualist movement uh, in the uh, the late 1800s. Uh, you know, it started with the uh, uh, the Fox sisters, which a lot of people think that they're American. They were actually Canadian, uh, and then they moved to uh, New York State. Um, and uh, of course, they started the the spiritualism movement, which moved all across uh, North America and, and over to Europe. But um, after the wars, uh, we saw a big spike over here as well with um, psychics and, and mediums. And that's exactly what was happening as people were trying to get in touch with their lost sons or the lost husbands uh, from the war and, and things like that. And a lot of a lot of mediums kind of capitalized on that. And then that's when the Society for Psychical Research and some of the other organizations that existed back then um, really started to investigate uh, mediumship and, and psychic abilities. So that's that's really fascinating that Bosnia is kind of seeing seeing that as well after after a war. Um, that usually happens in the time of turmoil when people are looking for answers, and of course their loved ones die so abruptly and suddenly, so people cannot reconcile with their death, and they're looking for contact. And uh, what happens during that time with the deceased ones? Uh, uh, that were not intending to die and did not die of the natural causes. Of course, those souls that are trapped in between the worlds, they have an unfinished business and they are walking around the earth trying to find somebody who will be listening to them. And uh, that's, uh, I'm sure, is the case. Um, now, Aida, that was so interesting that you said that uh, someone brought this black magic uh, into your house. But what was the intent? What was the purpose and how did that occur? Um, uh, actually, it was um, because um, as I was married very young and um, I went through the horrible domestic violence at that time, as at young age, I was kept 
um, let's say like over my will over there and I was promised everything actually everything that you can imagine you know but it was all false and lie and um, I went to my school holiday over there and I stayed and I've been through these all these things and I actually escaped United States when I was 18 and a half pregnant and intention was to revenge to me because I escaped without informing anyone it was overnight decision you know just to save my life you know when nobody wanted to help me and um, that family in order to try to mm, revenge to me they did a magic which was first we have to understand that there are many types of the magic there is there is specific magic that is uh, made uh, to make two people love each other, uh, magic to make someone sick to that extension that he get the worst, you know, diagnosis such as cancer. Um, then there is a magic um, that happens to me at that time uh, to make me looks crazy, you know, so that they kind of try to get the baby from me, you know, to take it from me. So, and this is the reason why I start to see shadows, which everybody thought that I'm, it's my imagination because I gave birth very at young age. But it, it wasn't my imagination. Um, when I visit one very old lady, which she knew, you know, she wasn't forcing Taylor or anything. He was kind of, I cannot even call exorcist because she was you know doing some kind of east middle east traditional method of healing people you know it's very common in turkey and as well in bosnia and uh, when i visit her and after she did that, that kind of small ritual because i was desperate you know i was it was a very scary moment you know when you are very young and you're seeing these shadows your bed is shaking you hear noises your baby constantly crying you think that you're losing your mind. And I didn't know what's happening. I didn't know that magic is involved, you know. And then that lady said that um, she described a lady and my ex-mother-in-law and what type of ritual they did over me to make me look insane, actually to lose my mind. Even to that extent that I commit suicide that was, it was very powerful. Um, after that visit, I start to feel relief, some kind of, you know, I didn't have these attacks at nights. I haven't seen these shadows anymore. You know, it was kind of an ease for me. And uh, did you find the objects that were brought into your house? Yes, yes. Um, after, um, very short period of time, maybe in a couple of days, I I heard some kind of inner voice, kind of guiding me towards the location where that object is. And uh, I remember my mother asked me what you are looking for. I said I'm looking for just something. I didn't know even what I was searching for, and my hand was pointing exactly to the one ceramic, you know ball that everybody keep in like old ladies they keep you know like 
in, in inside, like we call it vitrine. And it was red, which, which is very strange, you know, red color, which is very um, attractive color for the these evil spirits. And I pulled kind of very um, transparent orange paper that you can use in kitchen, you know, to wrap something. And I open it and it was a paper and inside of that paper was my hair. I don't know whose nails and it was some kind of Arabic letters, which I didn't understand, of course. And then I showed to my mother and immediately I went out with such an object and I tried to find a very religious person in my neighborhood. And when I came to him, when I showed, I opened my hands and showed it to him. And immediately he said, without knowing me, my life, anything, he just said, mother-in-law. I was like, you know, confused. And I asked him, can you please read what's written inside? And he said, no, I will not. I suggest you to go back home, go to the balcony, burn it. Don't look around after half an hour. Go back, the dust, what's left over from that burn, go and flash into the toilet. And I said, okay. And maybe in a week or two, maybe 15 days, 20 days, I get a news from the United States, from the people that I get in touch when I was over there, that um, my mother-in-law had extremely bad accident. She was like, lots of her bones was broken. I didn't still, I didn't get this link connections. And later on, I heard also it that returned my back to her. And I heard that my father-in-law died from the thrombosis and cancer. And he was suffering a lot. And then at that moment, I start to investigate about religions, books, testimonials, you know, the people's, you know, what the people were experiencing. And little by little, I was starting to gaining a knowledge, you know. But that wasn't an end. I was hit by many curses. I was hit um, by a love magic as well. I was hit um, with an evil eye, which is very dangerous and very powerful. Even, even it, in some cases, it may be so dangerous that... Um, there are many cases, proven cases from many people that even you can find the testimonials on internet that some people, because of the evil eyes, commit the suicide. And I had many relatives who had also these kind of issues, um, different types. Mostly in Bosnia, mostly you will find um, magic performed to people to separate two, two people, like husband and wife. And... Uh, revenge people here are like hungry for the revenge you know they 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 prefer to use this power power you know like unseen world power which is very dangerous and very powerful instead to come to your face and you know deal like face to face to try to solve some issues they prefer to go to these people who do this kind of rituals to revenge to you. This is most common 
that so far through my years of experience seen on people that came think, from the revenge. I think it is important to know that what the, the curse is, what kind of phenomena is it? It is the utterance intended to invoke a supernatural power to inflict harm or punishment on someone or something. So when we talk about utterances, it can be just said uh, uh, solemnly or not solemnly, but it always has to be said and uttered with a feeling and particular intention. Yes. And when this happens, there are dire consequences to that. Here in the West, we mostly dismiss this kind of experiences because we did not personally do not personally experience that however in those worlds uh, uh, where you come from where i come from it is a regular occurrence it's like people eat and sleep they go to those places and they search for help from those kind of people now you have been talking Aida, and it got so difficult to breathe for me because I plunged back into my own experiences and mm -hmm. which were so similar. And I just couldn't breathe. <laughs> it was so difficult. And you don't think about it because I am, despite being Russian, I'm from, from Baku, Azerbaijan, and also survived the war, although I don't talk about it and I don't even want to remember that. But mm -hmm. those experiences always stay with you. They are never dormant. They stay with you. And once in a while, like speaking to you, for example, another person who survived those kind of dire conditions, then it comes back uh, in all the vividness. So I applause you. I applause you and uh, for going through and surviving all of that. And not just the war, but it's horrible attacks. And black magic is not a joke. It's uh, very no. powerful. And I'm so glad that you kept the, um, your child and nothing happened to him. Is this a boy? Yes, yeah, a boy. Yeah, it's a boy. How old is he now? Now he's 21 years old. Oh my goodness, 21. Yes. You know that um, the black magic um, that we're talking about is uh, uh, so powerful that it is possible to lose a child. And a lot of people do lose children due to black magic, due to some sort of a curse, mm -hmm. myself included, because there was also a curse pronounced and I saw it in a dream. I saw it in the dream while I was pregnant and that was so interesting that it came in the form of a verse that you had a child and then all of a sudden something happened and you don't. It was kind of like in a child's, a children's rhyme or a little song and surely enough, I lost uh, the child. And that was such a horrible experience. And I knew who did that. Uh, of course, here in the West, nobody believes you. And people think that, oh, just that is just pregnancy talking in you. Some yes. paranoia from losing a child and stuff like that. But you would understand what I'm talking about. And other people who actually uh, went through those experiences, they're exactly. horrific experiences. So we do believe you. And we're so happy that you are talking about it. Also, because uh, those experiences are not given to us uh, just out of the blue. 
we have to go through them in order to start researching them and educating the public and fighting for the evil in this world. So my heart goes to yours. Thank you so much. Uh, do you know what I realized after so long? Um, people need to understand that there is existence of the unseen world, which is identical to ours. Uh, when I say identical, I mean that uh, angels and demons, uh, all demons are not evil ones. Uh, they are types of the demons that are religious like we are. And they have their own religion, they have their own beliefs, and they are non-religious ones, and they are those who denies the existence of the God. And they, they live identically like us. They get married, they work, they, they have children, they eat, they drink. But only the problem is that we do not see unseen world. I've been taught, uh, I've been told uh, uh, by the very religious people that even the, there are some kind of, um, in the holy books mentions that if we have ability, like search, like some animals to see unseen world, we would all die immediately. That's absolutely. How it is. Absolutely. So people don't know, don't have a knowledge about it, and this is a science. You need to study it. I'm sure that like eighty percent of the people have this kind of problems, but they they don't pay attention. They don't listen to themselves. They don't observe the environment. They don't have knowledge about it. And. I'm so glad that you mentioned uh, demons and angels, and some demons are not as bad. In fact, when mm. uh, religions uh, uh, create demons, those were actually gods in the previous religions. For example, when the Christianity uh, came, uh, they replaced uh, some uh, the gods that used to exist before uh, with their own gods and saints. But those who still existed at the time, they were turned into demons. However, they used to be gods with their own functions and abilities. So some of them are, in fact, just entities, and they don't have any negative connotations other than those that was uh, told to us by the religion. Mm -hmm. But they are also... You know, like in the last maybe five to ten years, uh, you can even find on the YouTube videos uh, with the real exorcist uh, performing exorcism over the patient with different religions. Mm -hmm. And uh, all of them, same thing. You will even have the testimonials from the demon who is talking through the people, you know. Right. Now yeah, it's, it's very I've, easy to search and Google it. I've seen a couple of the exorcisms on there. There was one, uh, I think it was an Arabic exorcism. Mm -hmm. um, there's a, a, a quite a few Roman Catholic ones on there um, as well, but uh, very fascinating. Um, the one thing I do want to say is uh, I know you guys are both, um, you know, survivors of uh, war-torn countries, but I look at, at both of you and I, and I respect both you. I, interviewed uh you know ada for over an hour and a half once before i found her really interesting that's why i invited her onto the show and then of course um you know i, I met uh dr yana 
uh, a while ago now, and uh, she How asked me. How come you still haven't uh, done the interview on me? <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she asked me to uh, co-host the show with her, and uh, you know I really like uh, the type of work that she does, and I just think that although you guys had definitely some rough uh, rough experiences in life, that it's it's made you guys better women, and you guys are very strong women uh, because of that. So I think that's something that you, both of you should be proud of, and uh, I think that that's great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank for you. We You're are welcome. So and, I, and I know uh, one of Ida's, Ida's goals is to, uh, you know, try and get the word out there about uh, some of the stuff that, that she's uh, – investigated and that's why i invited her to come on to the show because uh you know we we have all those great listeners out there um and uh it's really interesting to talk about curses because you know like like dr yana said we don't really hear about it a whole lot over here in the west uh and when when you do i think of uh like new orleans and i think of like um, or I think of like the Carolinas and hoodoo where they do root work and and black magic down in uh New Orleans. Uh, in Nova Scotia, we don't really have anything like that. We have curses. Um, there's been like two kind of famous curses. One is the curse of Oak Island for anyone that's seen the uh, Oak Island show where they're always trying to uh, find the treasure. Mm -hmm. um, some people believe that um, that uh, the island's cursed and that the treasure won't be found until seven people mm -hmm. have died. And so far uh, to date, uh, have lost their lives uh, in various accidents trying to hunt for the treasure. Um, so that's interesting. And the uh, other kind of famous curse in Nova Scotia was with uh, one of our bridges in Halifax. So Halifax has two bridges that will lead you over to uh, Dartmouth. And uh, one of them is the Angus McDonald Bridge. And uh, it's believed that uh, it was cursed by the Mi'kmaq uh, people in Nova Scotia. And... Um, because uh, it had disturbed the building of the bridge had kind of disturbed uh, sacred burial grounds and um, the government actually eventually had to go and, and make amends to uh, to the Mi'kmaq and, and have one of their mm -hmm. chiefs remove the curse from the bridge um, because uh, it was designed to deteriorate and, and collapse and so we do have curses in Nova Scotia but um, nothing like nothing like this. So I find this uh, this stuff really really fascinating. Um, you also told me about a really interesting, what I would call like a superstition uh, over there about uh, hot water and the sinks. Uh, can you tell us about that? I thought that was really cool. Uh, this is not just here. It's actually um, uh, in uh, religion in Islam. It's known that. Um, to understand this, we have to know that, uh, as I said, there is angels and demons, and there was one who are also good, like many of us. We are not all good ones. We don't. Many of us, we are disbelievers. We are believers. We are different religions. The same for them. Um, when they say demon possession, uh, demon cannot. Can they possess at any time? No, they cannot. There are certain ways that when they possess a people, um, I'll just mention three of them. Uh, they may possess you when you're uh, extremely angry. And usually all the religious people, when they pass, who passed away already, which I knew, they will always advise you. You know, when you get angry, 
you're kind of get some kind of energy like getting wild you know um you got some kind of power in inside of yourself to that that you're losing yourself and you can even kill someone to that extent when you you, you can reach that level of the angriness you know the and affective it, state mm -hmm. yes and it's always advice if you're in state of being extremely angry if you're standing sit if you're sitting lay down in that in that way you're releasing your body of the demon that attacked you or possessed you in a way because they like to revenge as many people you know that we know that they like to revenge in this way or another another way um they also possess a people who are very fearless um through my more than 20 years of experience, I realized the fear is the worst enemy of the humans. If we are very frightened of these kind of things, if we fear of the, you know, like movements, noises and such, such things, they mm -hmm. like to attack you. Because fearful you are, people. Yeah, fearful people. Fear. Mm -hmm. And also, um, if you harm them, which means, uh, as I said, unseen world exists like our world, which we see. For example, if I throw something to your head and I hit you, you will you keep calm and do nothing, or you will try to return back to me, or revenge, or hit me, or you know, get in fight with me. The same thing is in their world. Um, they from my knowledge and my experience, uh, they live in the dark places, dirty places, abandoned places. Um, they live in sink canalizations. Um, they live among us. Uh, they live in the houses uh, where uh, there are statues, there are pictures, anything that has an eye, eyes, even the dolls, we, we like to, in Balkan, we like to put the picture of our loved ones, you know, like mm -hmm. father, father, kids on the walls. This is very, very, you know, this is kind of uh, through the eyes they get in contact. They possess houses where these kind of things exist. And it's even said that angels will not enter the houses where are the statues and the pictures, also dogs as well. So um, it is known, and there is uh, cases, if you threw the boiled water to the sink, you may harm them. You can even kill them. You can burn them. And what they will do, they will revenge. Even if I throw towards you the boiled water, you will do the same thing. They will do the same thing, only we don't see them. That's the problem. The problem is that we don't see them, and we do not expect reactions. You know. What shall we do? What shall we do? If we knowingly try to get rid of them by pouring hot water down the sink? Uh, we cannot get rid of them. We will get uh, problems to us. You know, uh, uh, recently I saw a case um, of a young boy who was playing in the kind of a park. Um, there is uh, the religious exorcist. He shared the story uh, of a case of a young boy who was playing at night in the park and he hit something, I think with the ball or, you know, 
the nighttime is the worst time to be outside, especially for the kids, you know, and especially to go to the dark places, parks, these kind of things. And the devil, which was religious, the same religion as he was, possessed him. And the boy tried to kill himself. And uh, when the guy approached to exorcism, he got in contact with the devil who possessed the boy. And he asked, why? Why boy? He said, he killed my child. And I came here to revenge. You know. And there is also this uh, interview of this guy who shared this kind of stories. And also he shared another story where there was a young boy also with an evil eye who had such a symptoms that he was losing himself. Mentally, he was very weak. And he was so possessed that he didn't reach the guy to, to heal him. He killed himself. So when we talk about these things, there is... If you go and dig through the religious books and these kind of things, if you spread your knowledge, you will see there are certain things that you have to be careful about. And since my childhood, I was, I was always being told that don't stay out first dark when it's coming. After the dark, it's very dangerous to be outside because, you know, kids likes to play, you know, go to the park or to the dark streets and these kind of things, you know, like where they actually live, they that's their life, you know, and you, without intention, without, you know, any purpose or without knowledge, you may harm them, and then you will have a problem. I believe it exists in the whole world, but people don't pay attention. Somebody may have a car accident, somebody may have constant headaches, you know, like they say, oh, he walks over, over you know, like the bridge, and he fell down, he break a leg, you know. Or, and then you will say like, oh, you're so stupid, you don't know how to walk, you know. These kind of things, it can happen just to dis disturb you. I had a case a week ago. Uh, one of my close friends, her boyfriend, um, she told me they visit Serbia. And on the way back, it was like two, three weeks ago, they was, you know, like making a break and they were sitting on the bench and very old lady, approach to them asking for money and they said we don't have you know and she said i really didn't have because i have a card and i have bosnian money you know i couldn't help her and he also said the same thing but he was very rude to her you know kind of you know try to push her in a very rude way go away or you're this kind of things he started saying bad words and she turned turned around and to my friend, she told me, Aida, I saw her, you know, cursing herself and saying some things that I don't understand. And she said something like, I heard type of the curse, but I couldn't understand. And my boyfriend asked, what is she saying? Is she cursing us? And I was like, oh, it's okay. And then she said to me, we sit in the car and the navigation in the car start to play around like showing some kind of different directions, you know, like go there, go here, go here, this is the shortest way. And he was like, he pressed, you know, the shortest way to toward the home. And she said, we, lo we got lost in the village. It was so dark. The navigation didn't work anymore. We didn't know where we are. And uh, 
somehow they called someone who was uh, guiding them. And she said, after that, he hit the car. He get the fine, police fine. And he's not acting normal anymore. He suddenly started to laugh, like, you know, crazy. And he started to have some kind of um, angry attacks when he is suddenly working normal and then start to punch, you know, like abnormal. And I said like, okay, she cursed him. He has a curse on him. And she was like, okay, he's about to come here soon. Since you have very big knowledge about this, you know, can you at least talk with him and realize? I said, no worries. <laughs> I will do some, you know, like reciting and I will realize what's going on. And he came after half an hour. And first thing when I like to do with the people, I like to observe them because eye contact is the first and main uh, thing that you can understand if someone has some kind of spiritual problems because eyes are the, the window, the portal to the unseen world. Because, you know, you see people with very positive energies, bright eyes, you know, like lights from the eyes, you know, you know, they are fine. But if somebody comes, they look like they were cleaning, you know, like backyard, face looks dark, eyes look dark, like deep inside, you see something is, there is an issue. And he came and I was sitting across him. It was a week ago, I believe. And then he was laughing, he was smiling. He had some kind of strange type of laughing, you know, like I, I realized what's going on because she had told me what's going on. And the other friend of mine, she asked him, what's happening? Can you tell us what's happened? He said, nothing happened, what happened? You know, he was 15 minutes laughing and but I realized since I was inside of myself doing some kind of protection recitation which blocks the demons or expose them you know and he kind of tried to avoid my eye contact he kind of looked at me over the you know like shoulder and he avoided and the way he looked at me I realized that he's possessed and then I gave him something to recite for me and he couldn't read. It was Latin. It's not Arabic. It's Latin. You know, I gave to them. It was fine. But he couldn't. His tongue was like, you know, messing around. And I said, I will say, you repeat after me. You know, I will say, I pronounce you repeat after me. I pushed him. And he did. After five minutes, that person became white like a ghost. His hands became so, you know, like watery, watery. And his girlfriend asked him, are you okay? And he said, I have heart issue. Like my heart is like jumping around. Wow. And I start to feel the reactions because I start to give him instructions what she, he's supposed to do, who to see and what kind of treatment he should have. And I start to have the backside headache. Immediately I realized what's going on. And I start to feel the pain in my legs, which was, you know, uh, when a demon possess a human, they, it gave example of, they circle through your blood 
you feel the circulation through your blood. And I told him, I looked at him and I told him, your demon is very powerful. And you should see that in that person. And I am telling, I was telling to him, your demon is right now attacking me. And he was like, but, and he kept quiet. He didn't want to speak at all. And I told him like, he said, I will, I will go tomorrow, but you know, maybe I shouldn't go. And I told him, look, just accept it. Like there are, there's two box, you know, like, or fighting, you know, some kind of fight, you know, and two opponents. Just imagine watching them. And one of them just pulled hands down and wait until this one beats him. You have to pull your hands up and fight. If you're not strong here, if you fear, if you are afraid of these kind of things, you will never solve the problem. But it also has to do with uh, your free will. This is my understanding because uh, you said that you were telling him what to do. You kind of made him repeat after you, but he wasn't ready himself. So whenever a person is not ready, uh, nothing will happen. Because the, the possession that he has, the demons, uh, uh, they are controlling you. And you, in most cases, you will see that people will not uh, go to the treatments, uh, especially if the magic is involved. Uh, I had a case um, where I was taking two people to the guy who was performing exorcism in completed uh, like two hours away from the Sarajevo. And their demons were so powerful that I had a hit in my backside of the tire and my car ended on the roof. My wow. car was completely crashed, you know, and luckily, luckily, I didn't have any scratches or something. And when I called the guy, he said, their demons are so powerful. They stopped you in the middle of the road to, up, to come to me. And later I heard that the lady that was inside the car with me, she was sitting behind me, her mother was made, made magic on her with the locks and the sand from the graveyard. Why? Because she was very rich. She was spending money, partying, drinking, going out, you know, they couldn't, you know, kept her calm and doing these kind of wild things. And her mother, just trying to change her life, actually throw a magic on her. And that girl never got married, no kids. Now, when you see her, she's like completely lost her mind. And she never saw anyone to treat her because it's so powerful that some demons, it's very difficult to, to deal with them. Absolutely. And, it's, and uh, also, also the... That's and interesting also, because uh, I, I'm seeing a lot of similarities um, between your demonic cases over there and, you know, stuff that we're familiar with uh, over here in North America. You guys are listening to Science and Paranormal, which is broadcasting live on the United Public Radio Network, the UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 and 107.7 FM in New Orleans and on Roku TV. And tonight we're talking about curses with uh, our special guest, uh, Ida from Bosnia. But 
talked about on your way to uh, help somebody with a demonic case. We've heard lots of stories about that. I've talked to uh, Archbishop Plato, who is one of my parapsychological religious advisors for paranormal phenomena research and investigation. And uh, he has suffered the same thing. He's uh, fallen down a flight of stairs that he's gone up and down, you know, a hundred times when he's on his way to uh, consult on a case and, and injured his uh, ankle. Um, he's had uh, vehicle issues as well. Um, when he's uh, supposed to go meet with somebody that's uh, demonically possessed. Um, you talked about the eyes. That's very common with, uh, you know, people with possessions about the eyes going dark or um, pupils will actually go either up or down so that all you can see are the whites of the eyes or... Uh, there's been lots of reports as well that the eyes kind of turn uh, almost serpentine or, or look like a serpent's eyes. Um, so I find that very fascinating that, yeah, you know, you're investigating cases over there in Bosnia, which have a lot of similarities to um, what I'm familiar with as well in, in demonology over here. Um, now you, uh, you, you've had some experiences with gins as well. Uh, I know you and I were talking about a case that you just, um, recently uh worked on with a with a a dog uh in the backyard can you tell us about that case uh with the gin well uh yeah uh, there was a case um new new house um the people just moved in and it was right before the midnight the dog started to behave very strange and he didn't want to approach his cage. Uh, and on the cage, there was a um, bag with the bones, uh, which was the dog's food. And um, when the, the person was reviewing what's happening with the dog, why he ran away from that side of the house to a different side of the house, the dog, which is very big, you know, and very dangerous dog, why he ran away and went under the, the truck, you know. And after multiple review, backward, you know, forward, backward, forward, multiple cameras, we realized that there was uh, an entity who attacks the, that bag. And uh, we have to know that um, it's, you can find in the religious books, their food is a bones. And it's also advice to us humans that we never leave a bones in house after we eat. Uh, we never leave the dirty dishes, you know, after we eat. Because why? Because that's their food. And uh, that entity that we captured um, actually captured with the camera, uh, not security camera. Security camera just uh, catch the reflections of the light which has a sensor, you know, like sensor goes off and when somebody passed by, the sensor goes on and lights comes on. And uh, we found that the gin was actually came to eat that food, which was bones inside. Now the question is, um, was that gin religious? Doesn't mean doesn't matter which what type of religion, you know. Or he came there to disturb the household. This is the case that has to be monitored. But um, for now, the, the dog doesn't want to approach the cage at all. 
especially um, at nights, he, he will not go to the cage anymore because they, the dogs has a vision that can see unseen world, especially when they bark and there is nobody around. They see unseen world, you know. And okay. what he saw was really interesting. Yeah, very, very interesting. You'll have to keep keep me up to date on that one because uh... yeah. And when I show the photos to the people, when I was, you know, uh, in Bosnia, it's very common. Well, you know, like in Turkey and Eastern countries, you know, like Hoka, they call it Shisha. I'm believe in Azerbaijan, maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure. You know, um, in Turkey as well. It was a place where many, many young men were there, mm, religious. And when I show the photos, you know, they were like, they smiled. Because why? Um, people who are religious, they don't want to talk about it. They are afraid because they know if you start to dig, give explanations, give their opinions, they may have gone through the attacks, you know. Because it uh, happens by the association, and that's exactly mm -hmm. is the case, and no one wants to talk about it, of course. And when we talk about it today, it is also disturbing all of those forces as well, because they also can come by association and present themselves. Uh, I well, Dr. Yana, you had a case not too long ago, um, which uh, I believe involved a possible demonic entity, and you had uh, you had dropped the case. Uh, I dropped the case. Yeah. Yes, usually, usually what happens with me is that uh, I learned long time ago that I cannot be afraid. I just can't be afraid. If I yes. am involved in this kind of activity, I cannot be afraid. So I go in boldly and, of course, not really like uh, with bravado, heroically, oh, just I'm going to go just conquer them. This is not the case because a lot of the times uh, they cannot be conquered. There can be some uh ancient tonic forces that are not supposed to be gone and they play an essential part uh, in human psyche in the character of the human being. So uh, those are not supposed to be removed. But if I may comment uh, here that what I found importantly uh, useful in my practice is that when I do the deliverance and exorcism, those two words I use interchangeably, I do not allow them to manifest themselves in any way. And this is how I order because they have to subject to authority. And I say that I do not allow you to manifest yourself in any way until I ask you and allow you to do certain things and they obey. So when that happens, uh, uh, when they turn the car, that is uh, such an easy, not an easy, such a common thing for them to retaliate. And people don't understand that. Uh, at the beginning of the exorcism should be stated, the rules of the game should be stated that you are not allow to manifest yourself in any way otherwise they're going to call havoc and uh, there will that there will be um, um screams uh there will be spitting there will be just like slithering on the floor just like a snake and all sorts of things and there can be retaliation so it's important to tie them to bind them before doing um anything but 
Dr. Elliot rightfully mentioned that while I'm not afraid of um, getting uh, into any of the cases, there are some times, some occurrences that I will not get involved because something there is much more stronger than myself, even people. So those forces that are being um, evoked are such terribly powerful demonic entities that us as humans, even if we believe that as a people of faith, or oh, we have authority over all of them, nonsense, bloody nonsense. A lot of the times that we are not, because we are not the, the uh, um, what they call the lions, the kings of the jungle, right? We're not the kings of the jungle. We just kid ourselves. So those types. Like you mentioned, um, Aida, that the cars uh, are turning upside down and horrible accidents that happen, it is absolutely possible. And I had to withdraw myself from the case and I said, I cannot help you. And that happened two times in my practice because the, uh, the implications were so horrible that did not only touch upon my personal life and my health, but also on the lives of my loved ones and my household. So sometimes it's easier to remove yourself from the situation than to get your life destroyed. You're not the first one I've heard, I've heard uh, say that uh, either Dr. Yana, my uh, other religious parapsychological advisor, sister Kia Francis uh, Mm -hmm. has said the same thing as well, that when she was working a couple of different demonic cases, um, she felt that uh, the entities were attacking her son. Um, and she oh. had to, uh, she had to intervene. Have you had anything like that, uh, happen to you over there in Bosnia with, uh, your son? Have you had to step away from a case or anything, anything like that? Um, uh, that, that's right. Uh, because, uh, I like to explain to the people which don't understand how these things function. And I use example, like just imagine a gang, you know, a gang. And uh, every gang, you know, or mafia, so-called, has a boss. And they are members of the gangs, maybe 5, 10, 20, 30, you know, take it as much as you want. And if one of the members attacks some of your relatives, friend, disturb them, you know, get in fight, steal something from them, you will try to help your friend or relatives by... Either find someone to beat that person or report to police and police may arrest them, put them in jail. You will try to revenge them somehow, you know. Let's say they end up in jail, you know. And what will rest of the gang crew do? They will go to revenge to you, right? They will go back and revenge to you and your loved ones, you know, cases from the movies and the many different mafias they will attack your loved ones you know if you are strong you are not afraid okay you are not afraid but there's someone who you may be very weak of your relatives close one brother sister kids you know that they will seek revenge to and it happens yes each time when i discover a case of the possession magic when i was giving advice when i was discovering even the people when they didn't know they had these kind of issues, you know, when I was giving them advices, I was having the revenges. 
But since I'm so mentally strong and I'm not afraid of these kind of things, you know, they can just try to fright me. You know, they may try to pinch my body to feel some certain, you know, like pain in the part of the body, which I don't pay attention. If I pay attention. And Aida, you're, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pinch me, massage, massage my back. Come on, go ahead. <laughs> yes, but if I, if I get afraid, you know, like uh, they will possess you and they can make harm to you very bad. You know, if you're strong, if you're not afraid of them, they are afraid of you because they know that they cannot harm you because your, your will is very strong, you know. But there are cases, very tough and strong ones, especially when the magic is involved, especially the magic which is very old, you know, a magic that's very, very well hidden that cannot be found. Absolutely. You know, this kind of demonical possession is very hard to treat. Um, there are many, many cases that people are trying to find a cure for years and they give up because they got tired. The case is not getting solved, you know, and they just, you know, like, because it's so strong, very powerful, and it's hidden. As long as it's hidden, it's very difficult, you know, is because with this, uh, the hidden and strong magic, what happens? Um, as I said, there is a gang of a jinn, demons uh, and uh, when this magician who do this kind of black magic uh, they made a pact with the boss for certain favor okay harm that person make him sick make him has a cancer make him has leukemia or any kind of disease make him have any every day some issues troubles you know never be happy and he said, okay, you will do this for me and I will do this for you. And he, not he, one of his crew under beneath him will send to possess that person and stay with him to do all these kind of things. And there were even cases where the people were tried to be cured. And when the, these demons start to talk from them, and when the guy is asking why you are harming this person, leave his body, you know. And there were cases where they were saying, I'm afraid. And they were being asked, why are you are afraid? Because I will be punished from their bosses. You know, they may be killed because why? They are not accomplishing their task, which are sent to. And they try, they like to revenge. Every time, every single time, when I try to help someone, when I, when I discovered I have attacked, really or through my body i feel the pain or i feel you know there was a cases um when the door is opening or you see scratches like tonight there was you know knocks on the wall you just have to be so strong not to fear not to pay attention to it especially if you pay attention to it you know if you get afraid and they will say oh okay she is my target you know, she's she will be the next victim of mine. What this are not, uh, what are yeah. some things that you do to uh, protect your, yourself over there? Um, I know a lot of a lot of listeners and and people that are just curious about the paranormal are really interested in that techniques uh, that you would use to to shield yourself from from an attack. Um, 
you know, in Catholic religion, uh, when the exorcism is performed, right, they use Bible and words of God. So every religion has, we all have holy book, which is present to ourselves. Right. And the words from God is our protection. If we seek protection from a God and use certain prayers from the Bible, let's say, or any book, this is our protection, you know, because, you know, exorcism works upon the words of God used from Bible, any other holy book. Otherwise, you cannot just come in front of me and I, we will chit-chat and I will tell to Jean, okay, I go out. Mm. You know, it doesn't work. They will yes, not. I, I, always tell, I always tell people that uh, when I'm teaching, you know, parapsychology courses or uh, even on our consent form, actually, to conduct an investigation, I have a, a short clause in there that just says um, that we don't guarantee that we can make your problem go away uh, because there's nobody that can you know, guarantee that. And I always equate it to the fact if you have somebody that you don't like at your house, you can, you know, you can ask them to leave or you may have to physically remove them or you may have to call the police to have them removed. In the spiritual world, or as you call it, the unseen world, uh, we don't have that luxury. We can ask them to leave, but then that's it. We don't have, uh, you know, spiritual ghostbusters that can go and, and get them uh, removed from the house. Uh, and we can't grapple onto them because we're talking about, uh, you know, something we don't understand and could be on a, a, a different dimension than us. So, um, yeah, that's... But, uh, but the interesting thing about it, uh, Dr. Elliot, is that um, people use uh, their own willpower uh, quite often. Uh, some of the, I can't say innocuous, but not as serious uh, uh, cases, they can be resolved by just by sheer power of your own will. I've been debating the... Uh, our free will, uh, but nevertheless, whether that exists or not, but nevertheless, I've noticed uh, over the years with uh, uh, my clients that they do use their own will, and that is actually produces some good results. Uh, unfortunately, it uh, we get to the point of when our lives are ruined, when we are so tired and worn out, then right. we're going to get so angry and we're going to say, that's enough. Get out of here. Stop it. This is my house. Get out of here. So they're putting the, their foot down. They're exercising, the, uh, ex exercising, not exorcising. They're exercising the demons, but exercising their own authority. And they mm. listen to you. They do. Yes. Yes. Only in ease cases, in very right. difficult and tough cases. No, but I also, you cannot negotiate with them. Definitely. Yes. But it also in order not to even get involved uh, in this kind of um, possessions and problems that happened uh, in your own home or different places. Uh, prevention is a good uh, uh, way out of it as well. I would like to warn all of our Western parents not to scare their kids because you see even those stupid videos when people scare each other and at the, t that at the time, well, first people can get a heart attack. 
Second, when they are so scared, I see that you're laughing. You saw that, right? I, no, I, I, I'm laughing because uh, Sarah does that to me all the time, and I did it to I did it to her yesterday. So she actually paid me back the night before her show. I went out to the kitchen. I didn't hear her, and when I turned the corner, she scared me. So I laughed when you said, you know, people could take a heart attack. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's quite possible. Right maybe, maybe she'll rewatch this uh, show tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is quite possible. We have to be mindful of that because like uh, Aida mentioned, in those effective state, states, that's when the portals opens up. And then yes. they are able to get in without any obstructions. It's like the gates are open. And especially during the Halloween times, uh, our Western parents take their kids to the most abhorrent uh, haunted houses, um, and that has to be ended. Parents, please do not scare your kids because if you have a protection, then your children do not have that psychic protection and anything can get in. And you will think that, oh, my child just had a, a behavioral problems or some emotional problems, and then you're going to blame it on hormones, on teenage years, on adolescent, young adult, whatever years, right? Uh, when in fact, it could be just a simple uh, case, uh, either of possession or obsession or anything, or just attachment, just an attachment that is going to be sitting there undetected for years, so we have to be very careful, at least preventing that. Uh, also, um, to mention, uh, in Western part of the world, like United States, uh, even when I was over there, um, kids like to play with the witch board, which mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of became like monopole or some kind of from board. social networks game games it's became so like fun oh this is so fun actually it's very dangerous uh once you call in the entity whatever entity is good one or bad one you're disturbing them uh you will have problems believe me i know many cases who was dealing with this you know just for fun and later on they had extremely extremely bad experiences through with the health, with every other aspect of the life, you know, it's not something that you should play with because the uh, unseen world is so powerful. Believe me, I had a case, someone uh, very close to me um, was um, possessed uh, with the usage of voodoo magic. Voodoo magic is one of the toughest magic to deal with. And um, that person became so obsessed with the de demon, you know, that mentally couldn't fight. Uh, to that extent, it start, start to uh, destroy everything around the house because that, you know, like talking with himself in the dark room, you know, these kind of things. And then when first thing what you do in these cases, which is wrong, you know, like we call the psychiatry, we call the police, you know, because we don't know what we are dealing with. You know, maybe he lost his mind, maybe, you know, he's using some drugs or something like this. And I witnessed when the 
five police officers came. This is special force police. This is not regular police you see with the uniforms. This is special force police. And such a power. You, you, you cannot even imagine. You see them in the movies and you say, oh, it's just, just the movie. But no, it's in reality. Those five police officers fell down like you throw a ball, you know, to these special figures, you know, like bowling. And they fell down like, just like that, you know. Like. And the police officer approached me and he said, look, I am Christian, but this person really taken somewhere. He has, you know, like possession of the demon. Unfortunately, that person ended up three times in the psychiatry to that extent that they, didn't, they couldn't do anything. You know, psychiatry is a um, way that we send people, you know, when they behave abnormal. And what psychiatrists are doing, they will use different medication just to ease the symptoms, you know, to calm down to. Usually what they do to the patients, they make them feel sleep all the time, you know, like they don't have a power to stand to walk. They look like zombie, walking zombies. They have to be sedated because they can get sedated, violent. Yes. Sedated all like, the time. Look, so you're saying they look like me when I wake up uh, on after our podcast. <laughs> yeah, you need to go and get rid of your Ouija board now, you know. I do <laughs> have one, actually. I, I do actually have one. It's, uh, it's not open yet, though. You know what? I'm never coming to visit you. Every time there's a monkey, now there is a Ouija board. <laughs> Oh gosh, I, I do have one, um, but uh, no, I, I I don't I don't use it uh, I don't use it at the home. We do take them occasionally on investigations, uh, and uh, we usually ask the client, um, you know, if we uh, say say we're not getting anything at the house and uh, whatnot, uh, we'll ask can use it but most people say no what I, what I usually tell people about the Ouija board where the danger really lies in it um, and uh, Ada kind of talked about it a little bit is we don't know who we're communicating with on the other side I do believe that it it could be a tool uh, used for communication but the only problem is, is we don't know who we're communicating with so um, you know if you use that board and you open that doorway and it's a negative entity um, what they tend to do is they tend to gain your trust. So they'll pretend to be maybe a lost relative or they'll pretend to be a child that has passed on. And uh, next thing you know, you're, you know, starting to develop a relationship with this entity. And next thing you know, you're inviting it into your life. And then that's where they can start to really, really affect you. So that's, that's kind of where the dangers you know, live with the Ouija board. I don't believe in those stories where people say they lit it on fire and then the next day it reappears in their living right. room and things like that. I haven't seen that in the 27 years that I've been investigating, but that is uh, the danger, I think, is is who you're communicating with. Uh, kind of like You just uh, have to shut the door now, right? You shut the mm -hmm. door and there's a shut the door. <laughs> shut mm -hmm. the door. Like you have this in French right on your uh, Ouija board, right? It's a rendezvous. Right, right. <laughs> Shut yeah, no, that's, I, I think, yeah, I definitely think it's, it's, it's risky. Um, what other, uh, besides magic curses and Ouija boards, uh, what else have you, uh, kind of come across over there that open for, for evil to, uh, enter somebody's home or, or life? Um, usually, uh, you can call upon them. 
as you said, Ouija board, um, you may unintentionally harm, the, harm them and they revenge to you. Um, you may try to help someone who has a problem and they, you will face the revenge. You will feel it, definitely, you or your close ones. Um, you can even curse yourself. People doesn't know that. Um, you know, um, there are cases, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar, that there is gene uh, possessions usually to a ladies. And not many cases uh, exist uh, regarding the man um, where the demon possessed um, a woman because he fell in love with her. And why these cases happen usually is, um, you know, ladies like to admire themselves, um, especially when we are dressing up, putting makeup, spending lots of time in the bathroom. Um, in front of the mirror mirror is a portal to them as well you know um and you know if you're walking let's say you're walking you dressed up you smell perfect you have makeup on you know beautiful dress and you're walking and there's a guy passing by and he falls in love on the first sight you know it's same for them except that you may not feel that's you know unseen entity in love with you this is also one of the most powerful and dangerous type of the thing that uh, exorcists deal with it's very hard to take this demon out of the mm. body of the, of the I, I, I subscribe to that for sure uh because my well you experienced that as a lady evil and <laughs> looking at yourself in the uh, mirror <laughs> no no I, I, I never never because of uh, uh, i use toilet very you know, go in and go out. I don't spend time in toilet because I know, because I know. Um, because when I was um, under this um, black magic possession um, and it was, uh, I had one very scary um, contact with the, the demon, um, I believe which normal person would probably kill himself or end up in the hospital, you know, under the... <laughs> medications um, when I was going into the toilet um, and uh, maybe it was two three uh, two or three o'clock after midnight you know and I was opening the door and I didn't turn the light in the toilet the light was in the living room and when I opened the door but at that time I was possessed you know I, I, I was dealing with the magic black magic when I opened the door I saw a demon female demon with the face that you can see in the you know like in the movies with teeth you know and everything drinking a water from the toilet you know and i was just like i didn't get scared but i saw it and i just leave i did my recitation and you know and then when you see these kind of creatures when you get in touch you know see it with your own eyes you know that you have to be careful that these things exist, even the, where people still don't believe it and they mm -hmm. deny it. Well, you know, they, you it really resonated with me when you talked about um, the jinns that attach themselves to uh, or possess uh, females, because in my Evil and Exeter book that I wrote, uh, it was a case in Rhode Island where um, 
a lady had a negative gin attached to her. And uh, that's when she found the activity in her home would happen is if she was dating somebody and had them come stay over at the house, activity would happen. And um, when I got involved, uh, sure enough, I wasn't in the house very long. And then I would start to witness and experience activity. Um, heard footsteps approach me in three in three distinct steps. Um, doors would open and close on their own, lock and unlock on their own. Kids' toys would be manipulated. Electronics would be manipulated. Fire alarms would go off and they'd uh, only stop uh, beeping if they were sprayed with holy water. Um, started to kind of move to the children. Uh, they would hear scratches in their wall and keep them up all night. There was one night they, they didn't sleep for three days straight. Um, mm. Yeah, it was, it was quite a horrible case, but there was a Arabic medium that had spoken to the family many years before I got involved and had told them that there was this negative jinn that had attached mm -hmm. uh, themselves to the lady and, and uh, basically feels like that, that was his, lady uh and nobody else's so um yeah i when you said that that totally resonated with me for sure um i totally believe in that yes there yeah sorry i have to add here something guys um i and i know that you will support me on that um while we talk about of this crazy cases of possession that are absolutely real we must understand that, like Aida said, we can self-curse ourselves. Our loved ones can curse us as well. Mothers curse oh. their children all the time, unknowingly uttering the curses over their children. Have to be so careful because the curse of a mother is the worst curse out there. So you can curse your own child by saying nasty things like, oh, you will never amount to anything. Look at your stupid self, right? And we do. We do have mothers speak to their kids like that. Um, and then nothing's going to come out of you, right? Uh, you will grow up uh, being dumb and stupid, and you will never be able to keep up any job or any education. You're so dumb. And all of those things, not just only that they stick to you psychologically and on the subconscious level, correct? They stick on you as curses, as energy holes in your body and what happens in your etheric body and what happens uh, with that. Also negative entities, they do get attached and they stay with you because they have a permission of a mother that has an authority over her child. So not only the mothers and the loved ones can curse their children unknowingly. You know, sometimes they say, well, uh, damn you, or I'll be damned. Like, this is such a stupid yes. word that we say, I'll be damned. Anything yes, else yeah. you want to say? You just damn yourself all the time. Or like, yeah. I, curse the, I curse the day that you were born. Right. Yeah. That is an absolute curse. We have to stop cursing ourselves in the first place because there's so many people out there even with an evil eye that the uh, uh, people unknowingly may curse you and break your energy shield and you'll get sick and you can possibly die of that as well so mm -hmm. why don't we start with ourselves and stop cursing ourselves and speak to ourselves with blessings and love and blessings so that's very fascinating yeah. and uh, you're right i've heard all those terms used uh yes you know, um so that's that's 
really, really fascinating. Um, how can people get in touch with you uh, if they have uh, a story to share with you or uh, say they there's a case in Bosnia and they want to contact you? Um, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Well, case in Bosnia, people are here a little, little bit. You know, uh, we don't talk. Uh, uh, the problem is that people are, you know, like even when they have a problem, I'm sure in, in the United States, the same thing. They try to lock themselves in. There are certain people who are, you know, keep for themselves. They try to isolate themselves, uh, you know, um, not communicating, not sharing their problems, you know. And that problem from the small one became the bigger one, you know. And um, here, people, as far as I saw, they like to deal with the people who perform the magic. Why? To get gain some material things, to gain some, you know, to became famous, you know, to separate someone, these kind of things. Um, here, mentally, you know, people are not open to talk about these things. I've met many, many, many cases, different cases. This can, this, we can talk forever about how many cases so far I met, you know, and the problem as far as I see each problem, there are individuals who have problems as themselves. But when you start to investigate deeper, when that person opens to you, like you go to doctor with certain symptoms and doctors start to ask you, it's like interview, you know, why, when, these kind of things. You have to investigate further and further. And some point that person start to talk oh you know my my grandmother or my aunt or it my mother you know i remember from the childhood they were dealing with this they had this problem they had this problem and then you start to put everything on the board and start to connect the pieces okay maybe you are just you know like innocent child or a person who from your background, you're pulling all this negative energy towards you. You was just a victim of your, you know, relatives. You know, uh, most of the cases I've, which I've seen, people were telling me like, you know, their mothers have, their grandmothers have, you know, and it's like passed through the generations. There is no end because why? There is something which is linked, for example, to my grandmother, which is never destroyed. It exists somewhere hidden, who knows where. And it passed through the generation. Well, I and know I, Dr. Yana believes in generational curses because... Uh, yes, because you are you didn't clean your grandmother from this. There, there's a couple no. episodes ago you were talking about, uh, was it your grandfather, Dr. Yana? that had uh, wronged somebody? Oh, yes, uh, great-grandfather. That's great right, great-grandfather. Yes. And not that I believe in them, I know. You believe in something that uh, you have not seen. Uh, and this, when you get in contact with it uh, firsthand and face-to-face, -face, then you know it. So I do know that generational curses do exist and we have to deal with them. Unfortunately, our time has come to an end now, Aida, no, we have to long. have you back in order to continue this fascinating conversation. And I hope that you do come back. I hope it is not going to be four o'clock in the morning for you again. It's okay. 
Yeah, maybe I next had, time we can pre pre-record one for you. And yes, uh, yes, we can do that. We can um, do that. How, how can people get in touch with you if they want to reach out to you? Well, uh, well, they can contact you, and you can give them my phone number. They can Perfect. reach me WhatsApp. Yeah. Perfect. I'll uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put them in touch with you. Um, so just for our listeners, uh, remember we do have a website, scienceandparanormalpodcast.com. Or you can email us at scienceandtheparanormal at ppri.net. And you were guys, you guys were all listening to Science and the Paranormal, broadcasting live from the United Public Radio Network, the UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 and 107.7 FM from New Orleans and Roku TV. And uh, again, uh, Ada, very uh, grateful that you could join us here, especially at 4 o'clock in the, in the morning, uh, your time. So. Um, yeah uh really really appreciate you coming on it was fascinating i could talk to you all night about curses and and this stuff it's it's something kind of outside what i normally investigate so uh, well i i do suggest you that uh we start another one because to be continued because we never touched to the point of the mediums that i have to tell mm. from my experience haunted house why it happens also, there are many topics that we didn't touch, so I believe we have lots of to talk. Awesome. We are going to have sequels, guys. So we do will. come back to listen to Aida again, because we're going to be talking about very important issues. Meanwhile, come back and listen to us again and watch us next week, because we will be discussing the terrible truth about religious cults next week next tuesday come join us as always this has been dr elliot and dr yana we're going to be seeing each other again for now good night everyone all right good, good night. night thank, thank you. you good night thank you, thank you. bye bye